This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program news analysis, now we bring you a discussion on all about Mission Chandrayaan 2. The participants are Biman Basu, science expert, and Vijay Kranti, journalist. So last night, entire India, crowds of Indians, of course, almost equal number of people from across the world, they were very keenly watching Chandrayaan 2's flight. And the flight uh, almost till the end was going very well. But unfortunately, at the fag end, there was some glitch and uh, the project could not finish with as precision as it was expected. But still, whatever happened in this entire process, right from the day of launch to last night, Mr. Viman Basu, how would you assess the success and failures of this project? See, this is the first time ISRO tried to make a soft landing on moon. This itself is a very ambitious project. In the sense, it has never been tried by ISRO before. And the way the whole mission went, because you know, initially it was to be launched on 15th July, but due to some technical glitch, but again, ISRO immediately was able to remedy it within a week. And they were confident that the rocket will take off. And it did. And so that was really remarkable that uh, in the last moments they could detect the problem and without dismantling the whole uh, system. They were able to repair it within one week and then could uh, go on for the launch path. Yes. There is one point here that we have to note, that the landing date could not be changed. Yes. Because the whole mission was based on one full lunar day. Day, yes. That is 14 Earth days, during which the sun will be visible to these lander and rover, because they were solar powered and they will work for 14 days. That was the plan initial. But when the launch was done one week later, ISRO didn't, you know, have any problem because they had made provision for that. And incidentally, the rocket which launched Chandrayaan 2 performed so well that it overperformed. In fact, it sent Chandrayaan 2 yeah. 6,000 kilometers higher than the expected. The height. first trajectory was very impressive. So that made the first orbitalizing operation redundant. It was not necessary. So that's how some time was saved. And otherwise, too, the other orbitalizing operations, five times they did, they were so adjusted that the lunar insertion, orbit insertion and all, they could be managed in such a way that the landing can take place on 7th September as originally planned. So this was a very unique way ISRO could manage the delay of one week, but still was able to make the, rather attempt the soft landing on 7th September as originally planned. So then, can we say that because in a mission like Chandrayaan 2 or Chandrayaan 3, 4, 5, whenever it happens, there are many elements. First is the launch, then is taking the vehicle out of Earth's uh, gravity and going to moon and then stabilizing it there and then coming down and controlling. All these uh, processes worked very well. So that means this part was perfect. No, in this case, everything except the final few no. seconds of landing that created problem otherwise every because you know i saw the whole sequence yesterday the landing was you know sort of start at a altitude of 30 kilometers and at that time the lander was moving horizontally so gradually you know the horizontal movement had to be changed to vertical movement for landing and that isro scientists managed perfectly because i was i was observing the you know reduction in speed how its speed was gradually reduced, reduced, reduced as it came, you know, lower and lower. And the direction also, orientation also was changed 
everything worked perfectly. But only, you know, suddenly at an altitude of 2.1 kilometers, the trace of those uh, parameters showed that it just dropped vertically. So there was so, some so problem. So we could see that the theoretical trajectory and uh, the actual uh, trajectory were perfectly Matthew. aligned only till, it was only unfortunately till that, what you said, 2.1 kilometer, that after that there was a problem. So you must remember one thing, that any soft landing on moon is tricky because it has to be done by retro rockets. You see, on Earth we can land, make soft landing using parachutes. Parachutes and because wind is there. On yeah. is. On Mars also, because there is an atmosphere, Americans have landed spacecraft using parachutes. Okay. But on moon it is not possible. So it has to be done by using retro rockets. Yeah. And retro rockets have to be, you know, sort of fired very, very precisely. And you know, the entire sequence of landing, that was done without any control from the Earth. Because, uh, yeah, it was all autonomous. Okay. And you know, the, the lander was programmed in such a way that in case of any ingenuity, it could take its own remedial or corrective measures. So, so in spite of that, we don't know, of course, because now ISRO is analyzing the data and they will come to know what happened exactly, why it behaved the way it did in the last few seconds before touching down. But again, overall, the whole mission has been, a, we can say, except the landing part, it has been a reasonable, well-executed mission. The operation part. And secondly, let's talk about the orbiter. You know, the way orbiter has been maneuvered, it was quite perfect. And uh, now the scientists hope that because the maneuvering of uh, orbiter was done in such a manner that it could save a lot of more fuel than uh, they had anticipated. So, don't you think that this is going to affect the working life of uh, orbiter? No, that is true because ISRO has been doing these space missions in a very in an innovative manner to reduce the fuel consumption. See, they have used the Earth's gravity to increase the velocity of these spacecraft. That's very unique about uh, Without the spending any fuel. So that leads to a lot of saving in fuel. And in this particular case, the initial, you know, sort of launch, the rocket was so powerful that it, you know, set it about 6,000 kilometers above the desired estimated level. So that also saved a lot of fuel because raising it for 6,000 kilometers more would have consumed some fuel. Because the amount of fuel that it has saved, we know that, for instance, Mangalyan, as I all of you know, that it was expected to last six months. But it's already, I think, six years. Six years. It's, it's already still, working it's and sending signals. Yes. So that way we can expect the orbiter to perform even longer. That we'll see. But at the moment, definitely that it is operating perfectly and it has also a very big role to play. Of course, lander and the rover were important. Besides that, the orbiter also has an important role to play because it is supposed to create a you know detailed map of the lunar surface. Yes, the entire atlas of very, uh, yes. moon from all sides. Mm -hmm. That is something very unique. And that is why it has been put in a polar orbit. You know, it is orbiting at an altitude of about 100 kilometers over the poles of the moon. And that's very so unique. As the moon rotates below, it will cover the entire surface. So then scientists, uh, not only Indian scientists, scientists word over, they are going to get very good information as far as the topography yes, of you know, these, uh, these uh, moon is concerned. Uh, because these space missions, they are all shared. Because, you know, what NASA finds, ISRO gets. What ISRO finds, NASA gets like that. Because it's thing which it is in the interest of humanity. Humanity. Yes. And moreover, India's policy has been officially declared policy is that our projects are not only for India. We are 
doing research and all these expeditions are in the interest of entire humanity. So that way, even Chandrayaan 1, when they sent, as you are saying, I would add one point that Chandrayaan 1, when it sent all those images, those images when they were analyzed, that was first time. The world came to know that there is presence of water on moon, which is going to revolutionize the space travel in future. Now, this is significant because, see, there were several, more than 50 lunar missions before Chandrayaan 1, and none of them could find any trace of water. It was believed that moon is bone dry, there is no water, no yeah. moisture. But Chandrayaan, in its first flight, it could detect traces of water and hydroxyl ion, because that is what was detected actually. So when NASA went back to their data again, after the Chandrayaan results were announced, they found yes, there is. And this Chandrayaan 2 was going to prove it further. Validate it again and uh, rather even also giving it to give an idea of how much water we can expect and in which areas. In fact, Chandrayaan 1, you know, the landing site was decided to be near the South Pole because it has been known that the South Polar region of Moon is heavily cratered. And there are deep craters in which the sunlight never enters. Never entered. So it remains in you know, perpetual cold. In the original. And also those craters have uh, their situation is almost in original shape from yes. the day when the uh, moon was created. So don't you think it, it would you know, give throw more light on the life of universe or life of earth? Not exactly. See, maybe it, it will throw some new light on the formation of the moon. But more importantly that solid water ice was found in these craters. So that was something totally new because, you know, for many, you know, so long, moon has been explored. Nobody has ever reported presence of water. But now we know it has plenty of water, at least in the polar regions. Of course, how much we don't know. That would have rover... Uh, it could have maybe got some better idea of the extent and the amount kind of thing. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. But that's not the end of the whole probe. No, no, next definitely. time? It will be next time. Because, you know, I must tell you one more thing that NASA was very interested in Chandrayaan 2 because NASA is planning to send humans to Moon again in 2022-23. And they are planning to land near the South Pole. So they were expecting that if they get more detailed information about the South Polar region, it will help them yes. in planning their mission. But anyway, that will happen in future again. If we look at last night's events, leave aside the, the scientific side of it, and as uh, the whole world is recognizing, Indian uh, space scientists have made the wonderful achievements. Even if they had to do it, they had to reinvent the wheel on their own due to many political and other situations. People know about it. We are not discussing those situations. But the human side of last night, you know, our discussion would, would be not complete. The way our Prime Minister handled the situation, his own presence is a big indicator how important is this, the project. Because the mission did not complete as expected. After that, how would you judge the way Prime Minister uh, acted? No, it is remarkable. So the thing is, that at least I have never seen any Prime Minister reacting like this before. Because the way he tried to, you know, enhance the morale of the scientists, because, you know, you could see the chairman of ISRO, the Sivan, totally sort of, you know, crestfallen, not even raising his face. But Prime Minister went ahead and sort of patted him on the back. And obviously, he encouraged. And more than that, yesterday, of course, it was there. But this morning, he yeah. especially came to the 
What do you think do we stand today and uh, what should we expect ISRO to do in near future as far as uh, moon is concerned? Now moon of course Chandrayaan 3 is already planned. When we don't know maybe it is 2023-24 because that will happen only after Gaganjan because Gaganjan is the top priority. It is already scheduled and already lot of work has been done. In fact today's report says that the you know Air Force personnel who were to be trained for this mission has already been selected. This is again a very big you know, venture for ISRO. Lot of new things are there. In fact, ISRO has lot of missions ahead. They are going to send a mission to the Sun, to Venus. So, they have their hands full. But obviously, their past performance shows that so they fail very rarely. India is the only country which has succeeded in sending a mission to Mars and successfully in its first attempt. And very small budget. That brings us to the concluding point. Let us hope the Indian tricolor is going to launch itself at much better places in the future. So, Mr. Viman Basu, thank you very much. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on all about Mission Chandrayaan 2. The participants were Biman Basu, science expert, and Vijay Kranti, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on the website newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.